Welcome to Take Note. It's our podcast. Mostly about keeping a notebook in your pocket and, you know, sort of like what happens as a result of that. I mean, you need pens and pencils and things. If you're going to write in a notebook, you need the notebook. And you need a friend to talk to about what's in your notebook. It's Adam. Adam's with me. Hi, Adam. You've got a friend in me, Ted. It really feels like spring. Am I right? Mm, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in the southern, uh, so the southern near the equator, it feels like spring. Having a great time down here. Daylight I'm savings a, I'm time. A great time too. Okay. Good. Because you didn't. When I offered that positive comment, you you didn't meet me where I was. Does is it really feels like spring? Technically, not a compliment. I would say. Okay. Technically, Al- not a yeah. positive comment. I would say allergies. Allergies are real. Yeah. I I think it's more like daylight savings and being able to do things in the evening. That's what I really think about. I don't think you know. I feel like. Are you baiting me on this daylight savings thing? Because this is just me being positive and enthusiastic, Adam. I if you if that rubs you the wrong way, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I, I think I'm so positive about the time change that it turns negative. Because I would say this: <laughs> it seems as though ending, changing uh, the time, back and forth every six months. That that is sure. the one thing that people can agree on that we shouldn't do that, and yet. I think they're all fools, and they just don't realize that when we stop doing that, they will complain about a new thing. So, yeah. there, I've said my Here, piece. I, I don't mean to like get if political. We, if we leave it, like, if we leave it in place, that that it will throw off the balance of something, and something else will go really wrong, like, like nighttime will end up from, like, you know, 1 a.m. to, like, 10 a.m. Am I wrong about that? Could it just be daylight savings all the time and nothing? There would be no consequences whatsoever. I would. I can safely say that we're we're definitely both wrong. But <laughs> right. but, but that's fair. Yeah, yes. because we have we weren't prepared for this discussion. So oh no. Yeah. No no. And we won't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna follow up. I've done my own research, by which I okay. mean I'm not going to do any research. I think we Same. all know that's what that means. Um, speaking of not doing any research, did you write out, write down anything, any, any ill-informed notes in your notebook that you could share as what we typically call a, a what do you got? I, I have done that, yes. I've got a what do you got. I've got all right. an automatic what do you got. It's an auto got. Auto got. Uh, and this comes from my darling wife who took uh, our son to the library for the lizard and um turtle event my note here is a burmese python library and i've got a quote after it so uh, the the lizard man brought out the i guess not a lizard man the snake man at that point i don't know the reptile man brought out a (laughs) burmese python which uh, happened to be too heavy for him to drape it over any of the children uh the children were able to you know touch and carry and hold the other reptiles um, so only adults could do it, and so there were a number of women, m- moms presumably, who went up to have the Burmese pythons draped over them. Uh, not my wife. My wife was sitting in the chair, and she heard a man behind her go, they all just want to be like Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. It's horrible, yep. 
What do you got? Yeah, that's bad. Um, uh, let's see. I've, I visited my sister's bookstore, Main Street Books in Davidson, North Carolina. That was what part of what I did on spring break. It was an absolute delight, as always. Vibrant place. You could do no better than to spend some time in Main Street Books. That um, was hanging out perusing the shelves, you know, straightening things out here and there. And uh, outside, it really is on the main street of the town of Davidson. It's pretty close. You know, there's a street right there. A horn, a truck horn just starts blaring. Right on this main street, like Gilmore Girls, Stars Hollow. (laughs) You know, I'm in this peaceful book. And I'm thinking, the nerve, and it's slow-moving. So just 30 seconds. I'm talking 45 seconds. Finally, this truck passes in front of the bookstore. I look out the front thinking, who is this psychopath? Guy's banging on the top of... He's banging on the roof of his uh, of the cab of his truck. Clearly, the horn is stuck and there's nothing he can do about it. And he probably felt absolutely terrible. That's it. That's my story. Stuck truck horn. So it wasn't the, uh, see, I wish I could think of it, but I was thinking it was the one guy that had a different job on uh, every episode of the Gilmore Girls. Um, <laughs> the one, the one job. <laughs> yeah, and that he'd, he'd taken some trucking job, and yeah. uh, Luke was going to yell at him for, well, sorry, you, once you said Gilmore Girls, I just spent most of the time trying to wish I could think that guy's name. I, it could have easily been Kurt in the, Kurt, uh, in there the we cab of the, of the truck, trying to get the... Horn to come unstuck, and and Luke giving him a sour expression as he poured, he poured those Gilmore Girls another cup of coffee. <laughs> but uh, you know, I went from hating that person to thinking, oh shucks, he's, his horn is stuck. How cute is that? When I was a kid, our horn got stuck just going off sure. in the car. That happened to me. I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. No, that seems that's a John Candy. There's a John Candiness to that. That's like. Maybe maybe no longer applicable to contemporary life. No, oh, geez, like a like a mid a midwestern guy in like a a winter coat trying to get the horn to unstick itself. John Belushi probably had to deal with that problem. John, is that the the Both one that survi- survived? Jim survived. Jim survived. Jim Jim's horn got stuck at some point in some movie. I'm sure of it. God, jeez. I had a great time at the bookstore. Uh, there's another great store in Charlotte, which is you know not far from Davidson. It's called Good Postage. Good. Now, postage. after you go after you go to Main Street Books, you have got to go to Good Postage in the northern region of charlotte north carolina uh it's a it's a modestly sized store very pleasant within a kind of revitalized like shopping dining district the name of which i'm not going to remember nardo or nato camp 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 something camp noma who knows you can google you can google these things um but it's it's a it, dare I say it's a perfect store for people like you and me. Well, what do they sell? What did you buy? They sell Caveco products. They sell Midori products. They have a 
very small but lovely collection of fountain pens, like really nice fountain pens. Um, they have fun little notebooks. They didn't have the field notes. They didn't have the, you know, they didn't have the, you know, perfectly aligned to our taste thing going on. But there's some rhodias. There's uh, a lot of like, you know, fun notebooks that are kind of more specific to a purpose. But just a wall of Midori gear, if you're into that kind of thing. I have a Midori passport size cover, but it's not, I'm not a big, you know, accessorizer. But if you you? are. Did you bring it with you on your trip? I did not, no. No, but I ended up getting a, I mean, they got stickers. They got, so the proprietor is uh, an illustrator as well as a connoisseur of these things. So she's got a wall of her illustrations of cute things that she can get and get them as cards, as stickers. She went to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, which is where I went in graduate school. It's been very exciting for you. It was magnificent. So good postage gets the full, full-fledged take note endorsement alongside Main Street Books. Do they have postal-related items? There's a mailbox out front that's very charming and decorated in a fun way. I would not say that they, you know, there's not like stamps and things. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not tools trying to... to write letters. Let's say that, you know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not trying I'm to knock it apart, but it's called good postage. The brand like police. A question. Yeah. Well, no, it's a. I think it's a fun use of the term, but um, I got a nice maroon Caveco medium nib fountain pen um i grabbed some black wing 192s which are the great beatles black wings i'm gonna grab one because i can say listen to the music playing in your head is a fun quote on the side of one of them the love you take is equal to the love you make it's on a pencil anyway full endorsement was fabulous goo goo good job Maybe if you find a few more of these uh, obscure song quotes, you write them all down in a <laughs> journal. Uh, you just have a journal just for that. I was thinking I might start a journal for my uh, everything that I underline in the rest is noise, which which I'm still <laughs> reading through. Uh, but I, uh, I, we talked on the show in the last week or two about um, you know reasons to like open your notebook, and then I found this great. Um, passage from the poet Bernadette Meyer had uh, had these. Uh, there's a list of writing experiments of hers, of suggestions, and I shared it in our newsletter last week. I found it in a found it in a newsletter for, by Mason Curie, and uh, actually, I, I I guess I bet what it is really I, is. They're probably not direct quotes from her, would be my guess. They're notes from somebody who took a class from her, if I had to bet. Because um, it's all these just bulleted bullet points of different experiments. And one of the passages I found really inspiring. And I, it just seemed perfect for this show. And in a way, also like amazing that it isn't something that we've talked about before. So I'll just read it. 
keep a journal that is restricted to one set of ideas. For instance, a food or dream journal, a journal that is only written in when it's raining, a journal of ideas about writing, a weather journal. Remember that journals do not have to involve good writing. They are made of us. Simple one-line entries like no snow today can be inspiring later. Have three or four journals going at once, each with a different purpose. Create a journal that is meant to be shared and commented on by another writer. Leave half of each page for the comments of the other. And I just loved coming across this passage of ideas for journals, most of which we've uh, never even considered. And then somewhere else in that document of her writing experiments, she talks about how the purpose of journals is to just you know, put everything down, even without any art, because the art is coming back to it later and finding a line or two that inspires you. Um, yeah, anyways. I love so, everything about that. Yeah, me too. And of course, like we're always happy to have another reason to like start a uh, yes start a journal, uh, a journal for no reason. The only one I can think of like this when uh, sometime after we bought our house many years ago, uh, I created a band aid log to write down every <laughs> use of a band aid. But then the the in a craft field notes, but the uh, but I don't know if it's at the very bottom of some bin in our closet somewhere with, with yeah. the old band-aids or what happened to it but you know that's the only sort of thing that i did like that that i can think of aside from the dream journal of course yeah 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 the dream journal well i mean that my a couple of thoughts i think the first is that you know this this practice is perfect for the pocket notebook set because most of us have more than we need mm -hmm. uh we're not it's not like we're out here with with lambskin you know, uh, finery for notebooks. So just grab a new one and start a new purpose. That's my first thought. Seems tailor made. Right. My second thought is the. It seems like it would be fun to organize and keep track of these journals. Like you know, what what kind of goofy system do you use? Like, I mean, I've taken your advice on the dream journal. Now I, it kind of sits by my sits on my. You know my bedside table which is kind of a happy little spot for this nice dapper notebooks book so it's sort of saying hey this is free license to like arrange and you know uh put them find a little funny little box and you got five notebooks in there and you grab the one labeled with this when you need it i love the i love this idea and i haven't really done it even with the dream journal i'm still so new at that that uh I found that since I started the dream journal, I haven't any I remembered any good dreams. Yeah, which is yeah. weird. I definitely ebb and flow with that. There is something, if um, I don't think we ever talked about it, but um, when I took whatever we used in the newsletter for the dream journal and I made it into a blog post, I actually found some tips from neurologists. Maybe I don't know uh, from some, <laughs> from some guy quoted in the New York Times about how to remember your dreams, and it did have. Uh, some really good advice like as soon as you wake up you're supposed to do nothing don't don't touch your pencil don't open your eyes oh, yeah. and avoid it and just start just just like repeat the the dream to yourself oh, like a funny. mantra yes you did mention that that's funny yeah. this is good this, yeah. i need this repeat coaching that's right um but i no i i love that i mean you start to think of like what if you but if you start a journal, you write a page and you mail it to somebody. They write someone else writes the next page and you mail it to somebody else. They write the next page. I mean, the idea is that's really an awesome jumping off point for for a lot. I love that idea of uh, using the box because 
I also have these leftover boxes from the, the notebooks that Field Notes have boxed, right? So the idea that you yeah. could, you just have some box somewhere, like this idea that only write in it when it's raining. I, I like that there'd be some box and it's raining and you walk up to it and you pull out the rain journal. Um, yeah. And I don't know what the others would be, but um, the weather journal where you just jot the weather down every day and yeah. Um, yeah. It's a it's a fabulous excuse just to do more of this, more of this handling of paper and using of pens and inks and, you know, I mean, I don't know if I would see myself going back creatively. I mean, I'm not. I guess my my creative writing is not so um, so at the forefront right now that I'm like this is why I would do something like this. I would almost just do it for the the novelty of it right. i mean my my other notebook that's dedicated is my my commonplace book as i think of it which is quotes so th that is really kind of a single purpose but it's not a single topic um but there is just no question like opening that thing and reading through those quotations that i've collected it's amazing I think it maybe it's just the power of other people's words and wisdom and that that the tone of them jumps around so much in the context but boy that is an amazing experience to open that and just leaf through it and have and have ideas that caught your eye once um just stimulate your brain all over again it's like it's almost doesn't get any better um so maybe that maybe it's kind of creating that effect across a different spectrum very cool yeah, and, and you know the thing that that reminded me of the that a whole the part that you said you didn't know that you would do right the using it to return to it and like use it for art like clipped out like that it reminded me of this poet Eliza Gabbert, uh, her most recent volume of poems I I don't remember the name but we've talked about it on the show and uh, she did this thing where when she was writing this book of poems, she was like searching through her own Twitter feed to find times where she used the same, um, the same phrase and then found a way to link them together and, you know, start to collage them, start to edit them. And it just kind of reminded me of that. And I, I was really fond of that, uh, the way that she'd written her poems and how surprisingly well it worked. Um, the idea that you could do, if we were living that art life, you could do that with your notebooks. <laughs> it was great. But we're Maybe not one really, day. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll be living that art life again, Maybe. Adam. Maybe. I, this, this, this only this reminds me of a pet peeve that I encountered the other day. It's only very tangentially related. But when a song that you're listening to uses a famous lyric from another song, just slightly tweaked, to be, like, to good effect in the new song... But it's good only because the thing that it's quoting was good to begin yeah. with. Is yeah. this a thing you've noticed? No, but I've it got really... a related. So you you give your example. Well, actually, so I mean, this is circular to this podcast. But I I am obsessed with Michael Mara to this day. I can't believe it. But I, I you 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 tipped me off to him. And from the moment you sent it to me, and I listened to it the first time, and he sang about his uncle who died in the Yukon alone mm -hmm. and without family uh, I've been obsessed and I continue to be but even the even the magnificent uh, Scottish Michael Mara in one song he it's a it's a it's a pastiche of 
a Dr. John kind mm-hmm. of New Orleans appreciation. And he says, at one line, he says, Giacomo Finane. And it sounds beautiful, but I'm like, you just stole that from Dr. John. That's not your thing. So it's wonderful. And yeah. You, I love it, but you use it. It's I, it's not negative, but I'm like, it's not the same. I it's and I get that he's not stealing it to steal it. He's using it because he loves him. Yeah, but it's a song in honor of Dr. John, right? But yeah. this is a thing. I mean, there's songs that they'll take a Dylan lyric and just tweak it only slightly and use it in their own song. And I'm like, nah, it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. So the thing that. That, that I think about along these lines all the time is this Jenny Lewis song. I believe it's called John in the Three Alohas, but maybe it's not John. Um, but it, it ends in the Three Alohas. And there's just this reference to this guy she's on vacation with, or maybe they haven't even left for vacation. I think that's kind of the point of the song. Is sitting there reading Slash's biography or autobiography or something. And I just, I love when other bands enter into other songs. And and it it's all very interrelated. Um, and like, of course it is, in a way, you know, right? Like, songs don't exist in some sort of fictional space, right. really. Yes, but, totally. But, but when it happens, that overlapping is, is very satisfying to me. And even in that case, just the idea that <laughs> Slash exists in the world of that song and wrote the same right. biography or the uh, you know the same autobiography and that exists too is just delightful to me well the you know the irony like when you're in a in an mfa program and you're getting your stories workshopped and you mention some pop cultural reference like that everyone immediately says oh you can't have a pop culture reference like that it's too specific it's not going to age well but then, of course, that becomes everybody's favorite part of anything that they've ever right, read is the right. fact that there was this detail in there that jumped <laughs> out and made them actually relate to it right. instead of something, be, you know, flat and totally lifeless. Um, okay, switching gears real quick. Want to acknowledge listener Scott. Scott B. He, he's going to know who he is. He wrote me a letter, sent me a package out of the blue. Uh He's he's is his his stuff is branded Fine Point Communications out of Rockville, Maryland. He's got letterhead. He's got envelopes. He's got he's got a uh, he's got a Uniball Vision Elite with his branding on it. I mean, uh, if you're looking for communication services, the proof is in the pudding. But um, Scott, thank you for the letter. He's referencing our conversation about. Little bits of plastic. You know, I, I did my strange experiment refilling a pilot cartridge, just kind of winging it. I cut the corner off a little baggie um, and sort of made it work in an ugly way. And he just couldn't take it. He couldn't handle it. It was, uh, I think it was pity, I, I believe is the word. <laughs> so he sent me, he he sent me a syringe. I mean... My God, how fun. He sent me an ink syringe, so I don't have to subject myself to this anymore. Sent me one of his Vision Elites. Uh, sent me, if you can believe it, a pilot cartridge that has been modified. And this is what I want to I want to quote from his letter. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he says, quote, a bit of advice about the pilot cartridges. Use a pair of needle-nose pliers to remove the plastic, he's quoting me here, the plastic spinning thing. 
uh, <laughs> unquote, within the quote from your next cartridge. It makes the whole refilling process easier and your Metropolitan doesn't need it. This is the kind of wisdom that I need in my life, that I can remove the plastic spinny thing to make the whole process better. Now I've got this syringe. He also uh, sent a right notepad, uh, which, which again, was, was branded. So, what I mean, would we do without the Scott Bees in our, in our world? Scott, like so generous, so great. Give Fine Point Communications a buzz if you need some work done. Um, absolutely going to try out the right notepad. He extols it, says it's better than any of the junk that we ever uh, that we ever get our grimy paws on. So really appreciate the tip, Scott. Well, what's the right Looking notepad? It's to... like not a. It's not a notebook. It's a. So this one paper? is it. It's a notebook. Uh, it's five and a half by eight and a half. No, it's it's a. What maybe per bound is probably what you would call it. It's okay. the paper feels fantastic. Uh, it's lined. It's yellow. It looks beautiful. So I've I, used I mean, one of hey. these before. I, I like okay. One you, right. Yeah, I'm just. You hear that, Scott? <laughs> That's why he didn't send me one. Um, <laughs> it's a yellow notebook. Yes. Banana is the banana paper notebook. I That's mean, pretty hey. cool. Yeah, why I'm looking not? it up. It looks nice. No, it's it's beautiful. Eighty pages, so, a little bigger than. I got it. That's cool. I yep. I keep wondering why. Uh, I was wondering the other day why none of these uh, notebook makers make notebooks with yellow paper, like the color of a legal pad. Even yeah. not being a legal pad, but just the color of a legal pad. I'm with for you. the paper. I'm with you. I had I, somebody I, the other day. We gave out a. At my conference, we gave out branded, um, Baron Fig confidants. Um, Amazing. And, uh, yeah, and people loved him. Everybody loved him. Handed it to one uh, one person, and he said, "I, I got to use the the yellow paper. I have to." And he said it just, you know, in the same way that you were, you know, I, I recognized sure. he had his thing. Yeah, you said he I, had it's to do okay, it. brother. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. We're fellow travelers. Exactly. He likes what yeah. he likes. Yeah, but it made me think that it'd be great if one of these folks would uh, um, make a notepad that's got yellow paper. There must well, be a reason you know they cream. Don't. Uh, the, the 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 progression from cream to yellow doesn't seem like it would be unheard of um but that's uh, a fun idea anyway scott big thanks uh really appreciate not just the stuff but the engagement thanks for listening it was really just awesome to hear from you and your man you're just you're doing it you're writing letters you got sending pieces of plastic across the country it's awesome so thanks a lot Am I going to buy one of these yellow notebooks like an idiot now? Well, I'll let you know how it is. Okay. Oh, but you, sorry, but you've used the right notepad already. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember liking it. I remember liking it. All right. I think I had well, good you know, things I, to say I, about it. The paper, it, it, it seems to be, th- I haven't tested it yet, but it seems to be on the thicker, you know, on the barren fig-ish side. So it looks well, like let's not handle. Let's not talk about things we don't know. Right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna put it in circulation. Maybe this will be my uh, my fruit my fruit I've consumed notebook. Uh, I don't know any. I'll take any suggestions about what a yellow five and a half by eight and a half inch notebook should be used. What should the explicit <laughs> purpose of this notebook be? Shoot us an email at uh, take note central at gmail.com is you that our email address do, 
Uh, that's real. That's actually Gmail. That what you should you do. I want. Us. I'm going to say one more thing about this notebook. Uh, there's a picture. If you go to the Right Pads website and you look up the banana notebook, there's a little quick pop up of a review of the notebook by Tracy B. Then there's a picture of her like slightly used yellow notebook, and it is beautiful. It's fantastic. Nice job, Tracy B. Nice job, Right Notepads. Uh, th- did you ever read the Nick Hornby Stuff I've Been Reading column in The Believer? Yeah, absolutely. Where he lists the books he's bought for the month and the books he's read mm-hmm. for the month? I think you should mm-hmm. do that with produce. And that's what your yellow notebook Okay. This is the produce I bought <laughs> on one side. This is the produce I ate. You do it by the week. Divide each page this is, by the week. This is the produce that I did not get to in time, uh-huh. so it went bad. Yeah. Yep. That's my suggestion. Love it. I love Tracy it. P is going to sell me on this notebook, I just want to say. Tracy B's doing the doing the work for the right notepads. It just, I mean, it looks even better beat, beat up. Is what I'm saying. Good. Well, I'm gonna beat this thing up, and uh, let's do this again next week, Adam. What do you say? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, you can find us on the internet at takenote.space. That does not sound like a website or a URL, but I assure you that it is. You'll find lots of great blog content over there you'll find a link to sign up for our Substack newsletter which is also great uh, I'm very biased but uh, Adam writes a lot of it and it's always great and I try to contribute too but we try to just keep the keep the thoughts flowing keep the reflection flowing and maybe I'll just say um, this we send you the website for the blog content because our intent is always to start with blog posts and turn those into the newsletter content that's the intent but it rarely happens so most of the writing about notebooks and stationery that we're doing is is in that newsletter you should you should subscribe you should you should send it to somebody who you think would like it too that's right forward it on yeah we don't we don't do any twitter anymore so you know you've got let's be honest you've got the weird friend You've got the strange coworker who insists on a, a certain kind of pen only forwarded to them. Yeah. They want to get in on this conversation. I was accused at work the other day of not mentioning the podcast enough, so don't make that same mistake in your own life. Tell people about this. And we, I don't tell anybody about it, ever, really. <laughs> so it'd be great if you, the listener, would. <laughs> Very proud All of right. it. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to explain myself. And in the meantime, everybody, take care.